Super Talk Mississippi media production. All right, welcome into the TNL postgame show here on Spotify Green Room. You guys know who I am. I know who you are. A, a, a game that, you know, I'll, I'll admit I predicted State to win. I thought that the, 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 the momentum, I thought that some of the intangible stuff was trending Mississippi State's way. I thought they had been playing better than Texas A&M had been playing, uh, even though it was on the road. I felt like State had the better uh, quarterback in Will Rogers. Um, but I, just like all of you guys watching the game, you know, there was never a point where I, until the safety, where I said they've got this in the bag. Even at 24-13, I was like, gosh, you know, if A&M scores, they're going to be right back in it. I thought the decision to go for two was a poor one uh, by Texas A&M. But give State a lot of credit. Uh, they played really well tonight. Um uh, Offensively, I mean, Will Rogers, another really good game, completing 78% of his passes, three touchdowns, no picks, 408 yards. He's going to crush, absolutely crush Dak Prescott's records. They're not even going to be close. Uh, and then, you know, Makai Polk, he's just a really great player uh, for Mississippi State. Uh, 13 catches on the night. I, I thought at 13 he was going to be on pace to catch 17 or 18 passes that, that give AM credit, I guess, for shutting him down. Seven catches for Marks and six for Johnson. So 13 catches for your running backs for 67 yards. Not great, but you'll take it. And then Christian Ford, hey, what can I say? Sometimes I'm wrong, right? You know, and uh, that'll be addressed on the podcast as well. But four catches for 40 yards. I felt like all of his catches were big catches, uh, too. So Tulu Griffin averaging 17 yards a catch. That's exactly what you want to see. Jamire Calvin, 11 yards a catch. Fantastic. Jaden Wally had a touchdown. Austin uh, Williams had a couple of big catches. Malik Heath had some some big catches. I mean, they just spread the ball around. They played really well. And then defensively, I know that there was some there were some big plays again. And I know that you know there were some concerns about the defense early in the game. But 297 total yards and 22 points that will win you just about every game you play uh, in today's college football. Uh, three sacks, so they got after uh, Calzada. Uh, they, they harassed him a lot tonight. Um, I thought they, I thought the defense played really well, you know, and, and sort of what Mike Leach uh, alluded to, uh, if you're watching his post game, they, they made some adjustments after those first couple of drives, and they did do a much better job. So, good game for Mississippi State, good win going into the bye week. You know what's coming out of the bye week, the Alabama game, but after that game, that's when the real season begins for Mississippi State, and can they be? In a bowl game, be a seven-win team. I think with everything you're seeing today, Kentucky, Auburn, Ole Miss even, there are winnable – and Arkansas, there are winnable games on the schedule for Mississippi State. So, all right, let's uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, who's up first? Austin Owen joins us. Austin, you're an impatient man. you got to give me a second sometimes to get these, these things going, you know. Can't a guy go to the bathroom after the game? Jeez. <laughs> The only thing saltier than this pop secret popcorn are these old Miss teams. <laughs> <at this point. laughs> we, I feel if State wins the Egg Bowl this year, we this year I know you live up north now. You need to actually drive to Niagara Falls for the next Rebel Tears video. I think I have a actual video that will be very well produced at a bar at some point to come. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like that. It'll be very nice. A couple things. Number one, want to start off. Beautiful win by the dogs. Just beautiful win. Second to none to Stephen Augustinelli, as always. Uh, 
what I want to say is the, the whole argument about this offense can't or won't work in the SEC, that's dead. That is yeah. dead. It will not. If you make that argument again, you're a moron. This offense clearly worked tonight, and mm-hmm. I think that was on a couple things. Play calling, absolute A-plus throughout the game. Leach's mm-hmm. little napkin was beautiful tonight. Um, <laughs> Rodgers had a massive game. I think he took an incredible step forward, not only in his decision-making, but his accuracy pushing the ball downfield was incredible. Uh, Lastly, the defense missed tackles again, again and again. I think I've called in every week since, and I've said that every week, missed tackles have been closer to losses than they have in the previous two to three seasons. Um, Just my thoughts, man. Still, big fan. Everything's going great. Go dogs, Hell State, and you know, at the end of the day, get your popcorn ready. What's an absolute incredible statement? It's always fun when uh, when things go wrong for certain people. You know, that's just how that's how that goes. Uh, the, the, the missed tackles are certainly a concern, and there's just no getting around that. But I feel like they'll get that corrected. They have the bye week now; they'll work on that. But it, it does show me, like, that blitz, the blitz by Brulee that everybody's going to point to, that was the absolute right call by Zach Arnett. That's the right call. He, he had him dead to rights. You just don't make the play. Same thing last week on the goal line. You make the blitz call. Jalen Green's just got to make the sack there, and you hold LSU to a field goal, and it's a different ball game. So Arnett's, Arnett hasn't slipped early in the game. Some people There was some Arnett slander on the timeline. I mean, come on, guys. This defense is good. They're going to give up some big plays from now and then, but he's making the right adjustments. He's making the right calls. He's just—it's the same thing offensively. And I agree with the play calling was was good tonight, but the main thing was Rogers. He must—you could tell early in the game he had some confidence going, and he was not afraid to put the ball into some tight spots. He pushed the ball down the field, the field a little bit. Just a really good game for uh, for Will. No question about it. All right, next- I became a Will Rogers believer. And I, I just yeah. want, to, I want to shout out Austin Owen. What an incredible first call. I feel bad for whoever has to come after him. And how well, I feel like Scott – go ahead, go ahead. How about the tease of a Rebel Tears video coming up? Rebel like- Tears Part 4, we might get that. I like that. Scott Neighbors is going to join us next, then Rob Hadaway, then Josh Watson. Scott, uh, you are on. Hey, Brian, I've got a few things. Uh, first of all, Go ahead. I'll pull a Brandon Walker this week. Uh, no, 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 no profanity, Scott, please. No, 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 not like that. I was wrong about Will Rogers. I've been hard on him all year for holding the ball too long, missing open receivers, and tonight that's the Will Rogers that this offense has needed. He stepped out with confidence, pushing the ball down the field first, dumping it off when he had to instead of looking there first. I mean, just a beautiful performance by him. Um, I feel like that's that's the Rodgers we've needed and what we've been waiting so long to see. Um, and statistically, I mean, you got to see it along with the stats, what it's supposed to look like tonight, in my opinion. Um, the second thing is, early in the game, I thought defense, you know, I was sitting there saying, Spiller, here we go again. You know, he killed us the last year. <laughs> Last time yeah. we played him and he was gashing us. But I thought you could see noticeable adjustments by Arnett, especially in the second half. The big runs were because of, you know, broken tackles or busted tackles where he turned it back the other way. But I thought great adjustments there. Um, 
the last thing that I'll say is this. The fact that we tried to give the game away on the road at Kyle Field and still managed to pull that out uh-huh. is incredible to me. And it cannot be overstated how important that win is for Leach and his career here, especially getting that win going into the off week. I thought that absolutely had to happen to have uh, any hope for the rest of the season. And one more thing, if you're yeah. going to say get the popcorn ready and toss your headset on national TV, <laughs> you absolutely cannot go out there and get blasted like that. That just Evidently you can, Scott. You can do that. You're wrong. I mean, just incredible. But I am, I am over the moon. I've been with Leach. I've, I've liked him. I've been saying, you know, we're fine. It'll work. It'll work. You can see the people open. And I thought tonight we saw exactly what we needed to see for the future. I agree. I'm very happy, and I'm happy for the future. Hell State. All right. Thanks, Scott. Appreciate the uh, the call. Good stuff there. Uh, and he's right about a lot of things there. The, we've been saying it for the past couple of weeks on Thunder and Lightning. If you just watch the games, they're, they're open guys. Rodgers just has to find them. He found them. He's starting to find them a little bit. You know, I think the Alabama game is going to be a good litmus test. If you think from last year to, to this year, obviously not talking about beating Alabama, but I'm talking about can you lose 38 to, to, to 14? Can you just get a couple touchdowns on the board against Alabama? Can it be, you know, 24 to 14 going into the fourth quarter and you're like, okay, Alabama gets a couple of late scores to push it away. Something like that. Uh, that's what I'd like to see this in, in two weeks when Mississippi State plays Alabama. But, yeah. This was this was a really good win for, for Mississippi State. There's no question about that. All right, Rob. Rob Hathaway's up. Then we'll go to Josh Watson and then Tommy Payne. Hey, Brian. Um, hey, Rob. I guess my first question is: Do you do you have a, uh, a favorite um, blood pressure medication over the counter that you could recommend? Because I think I need to make a run to Walgreens. So over the counter, no. I am on four different blood pressure prescriptions right now. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me off the air, I'll be happy to tell you about them. I, I, I have I have some high blood pressure. You know, it's that, it's that salt, man. I, I eat it on everything. Yeah, I, my my throat started. Uh, I could feel my pulse about middle of the third quarter, and that never really <laughs> let up. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like you know we've we've talked about how you know if we could just if we could just pitch a complete game, um, we could get going. And I feel like tonight we finally pulled that off because I mean, aside from that last you know, our next to last drive where we, you know, those last seven plays where we just did, did, did nothing but go backwards, I thought we played pretty mistake free offensively mm-hmm. tonight. Yeah. Uh, uh, State gave up three sacks in this game. Two of them were on that last sequence there. I mean, yeah, the offensive line played pretty well. Lashley there were no turnovers. Two, right, right. Lashley had those two bad plays at the end of the first half. By and large, yeah, this was a pretty – and what did we talk about on the podcast and on the show all week? Playing clean. Until that sequence there at the end, State played clean. Yep. And, I mean, good, so. good gosh, how much how much more tolerable, tolerable will it be to play Alabama being three and two and not two and three? Here's what's going to be tolerable, Rob. And I'll, I'll give you guys a, a tease. So I'm only on one sports talk next week. State, when, we, when I return, I'm going to do sports talk on Monday, right? I'm not going to be back until the following Monday, which would be what? The uh, October the 11th? 
when I return to Sports Talk Mississippi, Mississippi State and Ole Miss will have the same record. Who do they have next week? That would be remember. tolerable. They have Arkansas. Oh, right, right. Oh, my goodness. UConn just scored a touchdown on Vanderbilt to go ahead with, like, a, a minute left. Why are you watching that, you Ooh. sicko? Turn it off. That's right. I will All right. Um, All right. My, my, my last question is, um, yeah. how would you personally spend the $750,000 that Jimbo got paid to coach this game? I'm going to give my wife uh, – Five hundred grand, be like just pay off the house, pay off all our debts, put some money away for the kids. Blah blah. I'm taking a quarter mil to Vegas tonight, and we'll just figure it out from there. Sounds like you need to save some money for blood pressure. <laughs> well, I have health insurance for that, Ryan. Don't worry about all that. That's, that's, that's right, taken that's care right. of. Appreciate that. All right, thanks, Rob. All right, bye, Ryan. All right, who's up next? Uh, Josh Watson, you're up then Tommy Payne, and then Ryan DeWeese. What we got here, Josh? All right, man. Good to be back on the TNL green room after the brief hiatus for the wedding and honeymoon. Uh, although the, the, <laughs> yeah, as if that wasn't stressful enough, the, uh, the LSU game kind of did me dirty last week also. Um, but, no, I, th- I think kind of what we've talked about in the past, you know, uh, passing downfield is, is going to be a key to this offense, and I think Rodgers did a much better job of that this week. Uh, you know, still, still, you know, some of the, you know, dink and dunk type plays, but more of the passing mm-hmm. down. Um, one of the things that concerns me, and I was actually going to put it on the rumbling, but since we're on here, yeah. I'll ask you now. One of the things that concerns me as far as, like, the three-yard, you know, passes, everybody says, you know, yards is yards, it doesn't matter. Um, right. My concern is – a three-yard run takes about seven seconds to develop, roughly. A three-yard pass after you go through all the check downs and such takes about double that amount of time to, to uh-huh. you know, to develop. Which, if you're playing ball control like we were tonight when we were ahead, that works great. You know, you're running time off the clock, you're checking it down, you're getting yards. Uh-huh. If you're trying to come from behind, that's that's where it gets kind of sketchy. Yeah. Um, and so well, that was my main concern still with the air raid on, on, on this. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not out of it completely, but I'm still mm-hmm. not completely sold. Yeah. I get what you're saying, Josh. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Uh, one thing I would say is this though, and the, the drive at the end of the first half where state, uh, went up 17 to, to, I guess, 13. I mean, that's what state looks like in the two minute drill. And they've looked good in two minute late 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 game offense all season long. It, it, it's all state is all about one thing, not having these lulls. And they had one tonight where they just go a quarter plus without scoring. They can't have that. But if they can have, you know, consistent scoring when they do need to get you know and it, get the tempo going, I think they've shown they can do it. They showed it tonight. I thought so. All right. Who we got up here next? Tommy Payne, you're up. Then Ryan DeWeese, DeWeese then Kivas Wright. Tommy, are you with us? Tommy, you there? You done mute? All right, Tommy, not 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 working here for you. We'll try to bring you back a little later. Uh, let's go to Ryan DeWeese. Yeah, can you hear me? I can. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, man? Uh, 
just thinking about it, uh, I think that's the way the air raid is supposed to work, uh, just the way they found space and then test the deep ball when they had to. And this may be a hot take, but uh, we should probably be 5-0, and 4-1 oh, and at, at worst. I'll uh, yeah. Yeah, hang, hang, hang up. Yeah, I mean, there's no question about that last part, Ryan. Uh, when you look at Memphis especially, they've lost now two straight. They lost to Temple today. I mean, that, that game should have never had a chance to be close. State should have blown them out, but they didn't play well. They turned the ball over, and they didn't. You know, they made mistakes. Um, and as far as the air raid, that's how it's supposed to look. If you listen to what Leach said after the game, he said, getting closer, getting closer. So, you know, there, there's, there's been so much talk about Mike Leach, and I understand fans, and I understand frustration. I get it. I get frustrated, too. There has to be some sort of thought process of, of us that says, this guy's been coaching all this time, and this is how it's gone for him at every stop. You know, it, it, it takes a couple years to get the car running, but once it's running, it's running. And year in, year out, you're going to be good offensively. And, I, and, I, and, and, you know, when you look at some of his teams that have been 8-5, and 9-4, and four, they've been doing it with defenses that are ranked 80th, 90th, 100th in the nation. That's what that's what John Cohen was thinking, and I you know I criticize Cohen all the time, but that's what the thought process was that if he can elevate Mississippi State offensively, State's usually going to be good defensively just because you can recruit players to do it. You got to, you, that's the formula for MSU to be take a, a step forward out of seven eight wins a year to nine ten wins and maybe competing in the West a little bit more regularly. Now it's still a long way to go for that, long way to go for that. But tonight was sort of like the first real peak into the future, I think, if that's the case. So, and this this has come up a couple of times in the chat. I just, where's this team if Ruiz is still playing? I, I'd yeah. say four and one. For sure, it's for killing sure. us. Yeah, I mean, you you beat LSU for sure, for sure. All right, we're gonna go Kivas right. Then I'm gonna try to go back to Tommy Payne, and then we'll go to Alex Ezel. So Kivas, you're up. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Brian? How's it going? What's going on, man? One of our favorite guys from the Rumblings. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Uh, I'm a big fan of the show and everything. And I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of the way team played tonight and offense. And it looked good. Still can get better. But I, I was really happy about tonight. And I got to do one thing before I before I let you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, um, you know, we had a lot of penalties. <laughs> Ooh, Dan. Danny boy. Huh? Love the show. Talk to you later, man. I appreciate it. That was a good one. <laughs> Dan Mullen, guys. Oof. All right. Let's see what happens with Tommy Payne this time. Tommy, are you with us? Tommy. All right. Tommy, I don't know what's going on there. We'll, we'll try to figure it out. If you want to just put your question in the chat, uh, we can maybe get uh, Ryan to ask it for you. Uh, we'll go from there. Hey, we got we do got a, que- a good question in the chat. Go ahead. Is Polk is Polk the best wide receiver in the past? Ooh, the past decade would include Deronia Wilson and uh, Fred Ross. So let me let me tell you at the end of the season, he's on pace to be. I'll say that he's on pace to crush. I mean, I think right now he has fifty one catches. The MSU record for a season is eighty eight. So he's going to – I mean, he's on pace to just demolish that record. If he has six catches next week against Alabama or two weeks against Alabama, he will already, through six games, have a top ten single season uh, uh, for catches in MSU history. 
at 60 catches. So, yeah. He, yeah, he, I was I was very excited when I looked up in the middle of the game. I was like, what years he? he when I saw he was he's a, a sophomore, sophomore, I was like, oh, yeah. my. Yeah, I got a couple more years of him. So, all right. Uh, who's up next? Who we got? Is there, did I hit anybody? No. So, Buddy Weir is up, and then Hunter Manis, and then Gil Mankling. Buddy, are you there? Hey, Brian. What's going on, buddy? Uh, not much. Listen, um, just a uh, observation. Uh, sure. Being a Christian, you know, we don't we don't believe in karma. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Sometimes karma is just one of the finest things that God has given to mankind. I just love it when uh, a big mouth gets his big foot <laughs> caught up in his pocket. <laughs> Buddy, I can't disagree with you. I'll just say it that way, man. So there you go. Life is, life is good. Life is good. Thank That's you, good man. stuff. Thanks, buddy. All right. Have a good one, man. <laughs> what well, I have a feeling Monday's show is going to be a lot of fun. All right. Uh, Hunter Manis, you are up. And then if we look down towards the bottom, Alex Ezel is uh, – I think he must have dropped off and come back in. Alex will be our last caller tonight. I do need to go. Rec- I got to record a podcast at some point. So we'll get through everybody who has made a request to this point. Alex, you're going to be the last uh, speaker tonight. Hunter, if you're there, go ahead. How's it going, What's Brian? What's up, man? Hey, first off, I just want to give you a shout out. I feel like you've made your brand on negativity, but you're one of the few uh, mods to actually pick us to win tonight. So shout out for that. Uh, uh, first off, not not a mod. Not a mod. I don't know. Don't, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't work for Gene's page. Let's just, just put it that way. Go ahead. <laughs> Quick question. Uh, you know, although I'm excited about, about the win tonight, and I know we had to have it, one of the things that stood out to me was just the lack of ability to wrap up and tackle. And I feel like a lot yeah. of the big plays that they had, we had them in the backfield or had them for a very short gain and allowed them to make really big plays out of it. So what do you think we could do there to kind of sure up that? I mean, that's something that Arnett's going to have to focus on uh, in, in practice. And, that, and that's tough. It's tough to practice tackling in practice in the middle of the season because you don't want to, you know, you don't want injuries. So that is, that's, that's sort of a fine balance that he has to have. Uh, I know Arnett well enough to know that he is wearing some people out about it for sure. Um, Because, and and this is something I sort of felt all year and Ryan, it was since you're on and Hunter, if you're still on, you can tell me if you, you disagree with me. I feel like everything that has happened against Mississippi state this year has been a result of something Mississippi State has failed to do. I, I don't feel like there have been times where other teams just made a great play and State did everything right and the other team just made a great play. I feel like every uh, time it's State has made a mistake that the other team has capitalized on. I would say Butte had one 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 of his touchdowns. He, he was good. The, the, the long touchdown on, on the play action, that was probably a good play. But, but it hasn't but the, been very I'm with you on that. And Spiller yeah. was good tonight. Spiller was good. Yeah, he was hey, good. But, but, but besides I that, you're you're right though. I, I think you're you're making a very good point. Yeah. Hey Brian, one last question before I let yeah. you go. I do agree with you. I think I think we shoot ourselves in the foot more than we get shot in the face. So um, <laughs> I will, here's my last question. I don't know how much and you know what you think, but you know. I feel like, you know, we're building – you know, when we recruit, we're recruiting to that specific air raid scheme and things like that. I don't yeah. know how much yeah. time Leach has left before he wants to hang the cleats up, so to speak. How do you think that's going to – we know, are we going to have to go to another Leach tutelage kind of to try to continue that train, or is it going to have to – you know, that's the only thing I worry about is how much longer he's going to be yeah. here and then the people that are left, you know. 
if you if you get a chance to talk to Leach away from here, I mean, the term "young at heart" works for him. Um, so I, I think he I think he'll be here a solid, you know, six seven years, assuming you know he wins the games he's supposed to win. And then you know when that time comes, I mean, on the staff currently. I don't think we people would be too mad if we have seven successful seasons here and Steve Spurrier Jr. wants to take over or something like that. But that said, Leach's coaching tree is is pretty good, and there are good candidates out there and, you know, guys who have taken his offense and made some tweaks to it. So not saying Lincoln Riley is going to come to Mississippi State or anything like that, but there are guys like that. So I, I wouldn't worry about it too much, uh, Hunter, if I were you. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Uh, let's go now to Gil Mancling. We're going to be picking two and leaving one here. Taylor Ball, Shelby Beach, you guys are up. You hey, there, buddy. Kim? Hey, you hear me? What's going on, man? Yeah, I can. Hey, uh, no question, really. Just, I guess, a few comments, man. It finally feels good to get a win against a quality SEC opponent where I felt like we played pretty well. And, you know, we weren't pushed around and we didn't, uh, we didn't make too many mistakes. It just feels good to get that type of win. No question about it, right? I mean, that, that's what you want. Uh, yeah. They played yeah. a clean game. They executed yeah. things on offense, on defense. Uh, they made the plays when they had to make. I mean, State needed to make a play. And what do they do? Nathan Pickering steps up and does it. Uh, yeah. Makai Polk has a huge game. Will Rogers has a big game. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure, for sure. Uh, thanks, Gil. Yeah, but it, it oh, then, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I just personal personally, uh, being and I live in the Memphis area, so mm-hmm. you know, I I expect a lot of crap from Ole Miss fans. Just you know, there are a lot of them around here. But after that loss to right. Memphis, man, I got so much crap from Memphis fans that it was just kind of unbearable. And to get a win, it just feels good. Yeah, I, I can believe it. I can believe it. I can believe it. Thanks, Gil. All right, uh, who's up next? Taylor Ball. Then we have Shelby Beach, and then Justin Strawn. Stephen Augustinelli has somehow snuck in behind Alex Ezel. He was in front of him. I said Alex is going to be last. Will I call on Stephen? Only time can tell. Let's see what uh, Taylor has to say. Taylor, are you there? Uh oh. Taylor, are you there? Taylor Ball. Taylor said he uh, accidentally clicked uh, speakings. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just we'll get rid of him. Then no offense. Uh, let's see here. So next up is. Sh- We'll see. We'll see. Shelby Beach is joining us now. Shelby, what's up, man? Shelby, you there? Nope, not there. Okay. Uh, Justin Strawn. Justin, you there? Hey. hey there man. he is. What's going on, man? Nothing much. All right, real quick question. Um, where is State in the SEC right now? Because, I mean, obviously they look, they look good at times, uh, but – you got Georgia and Alabama at the top, obviously. State's got mm-hmm. four more games outside of Alabama and uh, five more games in the SEC. They can lose three or four of them. They can also win four or five of them. I mean, I don't, I don't really know mm-hmm. where they are. Do, do we have any idea yet? So the SEC is, is this. This is the SEC. The top two are Georgia and Alabama. The bottom two are South Carolina and Vanderbilt, right? In between all of that, I feel like anybody could beat anybody. Like I don't know who I don't know who the third best team in the SEC is right now. 
I, I would have said it was Ole Miss coming into today, but they got handled so easily by Alabama, and they showed that their defense, it's better, it's still not good. And you can run the football on them. That's why I think like next week in Arkansas right. is, is probably going to beat them because they'll just run the football on them. Arkansas has a fatal flaw. If you put the ball into K.J. Jefferson's hands, he can't throw them to victory. State has a fatal flaw. Florida, we saw what happened to them tonight. Kentucky seriously might be the best team, but they're, they're not a good team. They're, what did I say last week? They're the bad, good team. They just find ways to win. Um, I'm going to of Kentucky. I'm going to just compare some further tonight. Yeah. Are they 99 Mississippi State? They don't look good, but they just – There's something to that. Uh, They haven't had to bring the backup off the bench for one yet. So when that happens, uh, then I'll I'll believe it. So to answer your question, they're somewhere in the middle. Uh, On the right day, State can beat anybody. On the right day, State could lose to anybody outside of Georgia and Alabama. I don't think anybody's going to beat them until they play each other. So, All right. Uh, One last question. Uh, What's your flavor of popcorn? I've always been a, uh, a, a a caramel corn kind of guy. Uh, might have to make a stop by the Potporium uh, here in Starkville, downtown Starkville. They've got like 50 different flavors. And uh, and see what I'm – I might have to bring some popcorn uh, to work on Monday. We'll see how that goes, though. I was about to say, you need to be eating popcorn when that show starts on Monday. Ryan Nelson, I am way ahead of you on that one, my friend. <laughs> All right, Coach Brad Haynes, give it to us, Coach. What's going on? Hey, man, what's going on? What's up, Brad? Man, uh, I just thought, I think this was like Will Rogers coming out party. I mean, he's had good games before, but it, it just the coach in me, you could tell a look in his eyes that he's got a chip on his shoulder. And uh, I just noticed one of the quotes here on Twitter that they put that he made a comment. Yeah. If you're not willing to cheer for us when we're losing, don't cheer for us when we're winning. So I feel like, you know, he, he's going to have a lot more success going forward and I have to remind myself we got so many young guys on this team sometimes when we start to lose our composure a little bit, but you're starting to see more and more them going, uh, growing up a little bit in front of our eyes. But my question was, is there a more overpaid duo in America than Rock Fjord and Jimbo Fisher? Well, I'll give Fisher a ton of credit, right? The guy showed up two weeks before the season started and said, yeah, I need a million half raise. And was able to sucker Ross Bjork into it. I'm going to have Ross Bjork somehow, you know, I need to get him a job with Telesouth Media, with Super Talk Media, so that the next time I want to go ask for a raise, he's the guy I'm going to. And I just be like, hey, you know, Ross, I'll tell you what, man, based on what I'm hearing, you need to at least triple my salary. And, you know, we, you know, and I'll see, I think every one of you out there right now should be lobbying your, your prospective employers to hire Ross Bjork. And put him in a position of power because we can all be making money. Ross Bjork could single handedly end the economic crisis in this country. We could all be rich. Now, we, you know, Joe Biden would tax us, but I'm just saying, just saying, we could all be rich. Ross Bjork for president. That's what I'm saying. If anyone would w- w- somehow make his way to that job, I, I don't doubt Bjork. He found his way to Nobody A&M. has fallen. Nobody has fallen upwards more in the history of the world than Ross Bjork. So, all right, Tommy Payne, this is your last chance, buddy. Let's hope it works. Come on, Tommy. I'm pulling for you. Come on, Tommy. Three times a charm. Tommy. Tommy. He's not not muted, so I don't know what the deal is. Tommy, put your question in the chat, man. We're going to have to move on. I'm so sorry, man. We'll see if we can't figure it out. Uh, Who's up next? I lost my, uh, my way here. 
All right, Jacob Arrington, then Alex Ezel, then possibly Stephen Augustinelli. Jacob, are you there? Yes. All right, go ahead, man. Man, offensive line looked incredible tonight. Yeah, I thought, you know, especially Cross, you know, he had some, some struggles late. The guy he's up against, Leal, that guy's a potential first-rounder. And I thought he held his own. Cross is making a lot of money. He will not be here past this year uh, for, for sure, in, in my opinion. But by and large, yeah, I thought the holding call on Dollar Bill was weak, really soft. Yeah, it was BS. Yeah. And so, then also it was, really nice, it was really nice to see Tulu and Jameer Calvin get a little bit more attention in the offensive. I, yeah, I can't, can't, can't disagree with that. You know, 17 yards per catch for Tulu, that's great. You know, he had three catches. I'd like to see that be five catches. Um, and then Jameer Calvin, every time he got the ball, he looked dangerous. You know, he made a couple of, of – he had one long run, and then he had one where he was one tackle away from another long run. So, yeah, good stuff from, from those two guys. Really good stuff. Uh, all, right. all right. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate it, man. All right. Let's, uh, let's go now to Alex Ezel. Uh, Steven Augustinelli's after that. We got two more guys, and we got some time. So Shelby Beach and Fitz Neal, I'll get to you guys too. Go ahead, uh, Alex. Alex, are you yeah, there? Sorry, I had to figure out how to unmute. Uh, gotcha. Go ahead. One thing that I've noticed about this team in this past couple seasons is I think with Mullen, we were so spoiled to know exactly the games that we would win each year and exactly the games yeah. we had no shot of winning. I think it's pretty obvious with the scheme and the way we play that the talent level can kind of be neutralized by effort. So when we play a team like Memphis, who's a lot more up for it, we can kind of not out physical them. But then when we play a team like A&M or Auburn, a team with a lot more physical talent, I think it proves that we can definitely compete with them maybe a little bit more than we could under Mullen, who just was so reliant on being more physical and having more talent than teams. So I think it yeah. makes it a lot more interesting, a lot more like what Freeze was like, honestly, at, at Ole Miss, but I think it just goes to show that it's once we get that offensive line going, which they seem to be improved a lot more, and then the wide receivers understanding the system, like Polk yeah. and Calvin seem to have a really good understanding of the offense. And, and Calvin to, should, obviously, be in a transfer from Washington State, so yeah. Right. Watching him on those screen passes, I mean, the way he'll cut it yeah. against the grain, we just don't have it. He knows where he's going, yeah. Yeah. No question. But One big difference... Really- one big difference between this, obviously, and what Freeze was doing, if I had to guess, is less hookers. If I just had to guess. <laughs> yep. Let's let's hope it stays that let's way. Let's hope it stays that way. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate the uh, the call, man. Um, but but you're right in that this system was originally designed to give less talented teams a chance against more talented teams uh, because you spread the field and and you know you put you create mismatches. Nowadays, it's sort of less of that because everybody runs spread concepts and there's so much speed and athleticism on defense. But that being said, you can see when this offense is clicking what it, what it's capable of doing. All right, Stephen Augustinelli, cuz, what's up? First off, I want to thank uh, Austin Owen for the love in the chat. Yeah, every week. Secondly, uh, I think Urban, Urban Meyer might be seeing the same hookers. That, uh, <laughs> Ooh, Herbs. That, that heart's going to be bothering him all weekend. Uh, third, the third point I want to make is that – Yes. I'll, what, what does A&M do from here? Okay. 
It's a good question. With with with, with Jimbo. I mean, they just signed him to what a another seven? Did they bump him to seven years again? I think they 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 they, they re-extended him out, and they would basically if they fired him today, they'd owe him like sixty something million dollars, maybe more than that. Um, they're going to be three and three because they're playing Alabama next week. Um, they still have to play Ole Miss, who I think that's in Oxford. I think Ole Miss can beat them. Uh, and then, you know, between Auburn, LSU, and uh, they have another East team. I don't know who it is, though, off the top of my head. Or, or have, they, have they already played them? I don't know. Um, no, they haven't. That, I know they, I know they, they play, they play uh, then, South Carolina uh, every year, so they'll beat South Carolina. Who's their other East team? Do we know? If only I had a device. Oh, wait, I do have a device. I'm, I'm looking it up. It's Missouri. Uh, they can probably oh, beat Missouri. God. But they, they're probably a four-loss team, right? Maybe, maybe five. So, yeah. I don't know the answer. I, I think, you know, A&M, A&M is, so, you know, they're just, they're just typical Texas, right? No offense to any Texans who are listening. But they just have a ton of money, and they don't know what to do with it. So they decide to go and get a coach and, and pay him $100 million, and they're going to they guarantee are, every red cent of it. They're a paper tiger. I mean, that's really every year. Every, and here's the thing, and people sometimes get mad about this, but I know if Rob Hathaway is still in here, he's going to agree with me. The, the four-year contract thing here in Mississippi saves Mississippi State and Ole Miss from themselves so much because think about how big – if they could have – if you could have offered people whatever you wanted – Hugh Freeze after the twenty after the Sugar Bowl would have gotten like a ten year deal, and Ole Miss would have probably owed him one hundred and fifty million dollars, which would be, we would have all laughed at. But I mean, that, you see what I'm saying? After the 07 season, Larry Templeton probably would have given Croom a, a eight nine year deal at you know whatever the high price was of that of that time. You know, I think that was right when Saban came in at four million a year. They probably would have given Croom like three point five, and when State would have owed him fifty million dollars when they, when they let him go after the next season. You don't hear the words Larry Templeton in high price very often. But in that situation, I could totally see him doing that. So <laughs> that law saves millions of dollars here in this state. That, that Texas a two, two, two other questions yeah. I have real quick. LSU has 11 minutes left in the third quarter in their game, and it is 10-20 at night. And then secondly, which is I would die at this point in my life to have to stay up this late to watch a game. Mm-hmm. And then secondly – Where's Brandon Ruiz? I thought he was supposed to maybe come back this week. Is it is it just week by week? Apparently point? not. I mean, my guess is they, they, they felt like he wasn't 100%, and since you have the bye week, let him have another week. It almost cost him, but we'll see what yeah. happens. You know, if they play enough overtime, so maybe we could, the sun could find its home in the eastern sky and uh, and rise in the morning with him. We'll see. That's right. All right, Steve. <laughs> thanks, cousin. All right. Uh, let's see thanks, here. Boy. We're going to do two more callers, and then uh, we'll, we'll finish up. Uh, let's go to Sh- Shelby Beach and then Fitz Neal, and that's going to be that for tonight. So, Shelby, if you're there, you're up. Shelby, did you make it? Nah, no, Shelby. He's not even showing up on the thing here. Uh, Fitz, let's go to you, buddy. Are you there? Fitz, are you there? Oh, yeah, I had to unmute it. Um, that's cool. What's up, man? Uh, Steven kind of stole my question about Ruiz, but I mean, I feel like special teams was such a big point, a uh, big point of the game tonight. A and M was kept in the game by their kicker, I feel like, and we kept him in the game with our kicking. Uh, special teams plays such a big part. Ruiz, when he comes back, does he just you know 
take over from a court, or what do you feel like's like? Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Ruiz will be the starting kicker the second he's healthy and can be back in there. But you're right, state state made some some big mistakes on special teams tonight. You know, kicking the ball out of bounds on the on the uh, the first after the first kickoff. I mean that that Texas A and M drive. Should have started at the twenty-five. Instead, it starts at the thirty-five, and that that changes the way you want to do things. Uh, they had a penalty on the big return. Um, yeah, special teams has been an issue this year, which is weird. It was not an issue last year. Our coverage so, is bad too. We give up a lot. It's, it has been bad. It has been bad. So they got they got to get that figured out uh, because it, because you know Fitz is right. It's going to end up actually costing you a game. I mean, it sort of did last week. You know, if you if you could make a field goal, you tie the game is tied. And you go into overtime, uh, and this week it nearly cost you because you left so many, you left points on the board uh, that, that that would have been very valuable. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the way my the way my dad and I were looking at it was just the way it was setting up for that drive. It was like yeah, yeah. they're down two. You know, this kicker's been automatic. They said they got a guy that can make it from sixty. Uh, it just felt like yeah. that game where it was just going to come back more kicker and turn back around. Fitz, you are not a Mississippi State fan. If it at, <laughs> at, at 24-22, you didn't look at your TV and say, we're losing by one. Everybody, everybody <laughs> in this room thought it. I don't want to hear any crap from anybody. You all, you all yeah, thought it. It, it. it comes around on Sundays too, man. I know. We'll see what the Saints do tomorrow. Thanks, Fitz. Appreciate it. To- Tommy Payne, I'm going to give you one last chance. One last chance, buddy. Please make it happen. And then we're going to wrap up after that. Where you at, Tommy? He's showing up. Tommy, unmute. Hey, I'm here. I'm live. Tommy! What? We got Tommy. it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Uh, what you got for me, man? I got to give a shout out to uh, Jeremy Daniel and AO for coaching me through this. Um, <laughs> it was, it's been a if, t- if you got to get AO to coach you through something, man, you are in dire need of help. I'll tell you that. Go I ahead. I never – it's got to be on my app, Operator Error. I never got the unmute. But anyway, nonetheless, I'm um, going we'll change my six-pack speak boy of the year to Makai Polk. 120-plus uh, yards. Guy is an absolute dog. Uh, also, just going to kind of a sideways shout-out to my good friend Ben Hodge, the first cousin of your co-host Robbie Polk. Robbie Falk, excuse me, looking at Makai Polk. Uh, he uh, told me to be patient with uh, Will Rogers, and uh, I'm glad that mm-hmm. I have been because he's really opening things up. Uh, my good friend John Harris from uh, Inverness was going to give some comments, but he's gone. Go dogs! Excited. Good night. Thanks for the fourth try. Thanks, Tommy. Will Rogers, SEC Player of the Week. Got to have. Got to think he's got a chance to be that. I mean, I, I don't know what Bryce Young. I know. Probably Brian Robinson. He had four touchdowns rushing oh, for, yeah. for Alabama. Yeah. But they could be they could do co-players. We'll see. All right, guys. Uh, we will be back uh, in two weeks on the post game, obviously, after the Alabama game. But I will now get up with Robbie Falk, and we'll have a thunder and lightning up for you just as soon as possible. Plus, this audio should be up. If you're listening to Spotify, if you're in here monitoring us, please send me the audio. Guys, have a great night. And uh, like I said, thunder and lightning coming uh, very, very soon. Uh, to your podcast feed. Thanks, guys. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.